0: While You Were Folding, episode 48, Word of the Year, Home. Hi, I'm Catherine Boucher, and you're listening to While You Were Folding. This show is my weekly excuse to talk about my favorite things in my real and perfect life. I've been a wife for 11 years and a mother for nine. I won't pretend to be an expert. I will talk about the ups and downs, ask a whole bunch of questions, invite you into the conversation, and encourage you to share what you heard while you were folding. Let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the gift of the liturgical calendar for the season of Advent and Christmas and the gift of the new year. I ask you to continue to pour out your blessings upon each of us. And right now, as we continue on into winter, especially those of us who are here in the Northern Hemisphere, it's so cool how the outside is reflecting what's going on with the liturgical calendar, how the earth is resting and things are fallow. And that's what's been happening in my heart right now. And I look forward to, God willing, a season of growth in the coming spring and summer. And I ask you to open all of our ears and our hearts to whatever it is that you are preparing for each of us in this quiet time when we are usually staying indoors and Life just feels quiet. The sun goes down early in the evening. And I ask you to give each of us wisdom in the new year and to help us to find quiet and silence. I heard a really great homily last Sunday, and I'm really trying to reflect on it. The priest talked about on the Feast of the Epiphany when the wise men are trying to find Christ, that today all of us often are usually living at a really frenetic pace and we're really overscheduled and don't have enough time or margin to listen to God. I ask you to help each of us to be disciplined enough in this new year to make time and to make better choices that are life-giving for ourselves and for our families And for all those who we encounter, the priest talked about how we're all searching for something, but either we're not, we're too busy to figure out what that thing is, or we're chasing after the wrong thing because we're not listening to the voice of God or leaving enough time in our days to actually hear him. So just give us wisdom this year. Give us ears to hear and hearts that are open to what you're putting in front of us. And we invite you into all the places of our lives. We pray these things through your name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Happy New Year! Happy 2020! I still can't believe that it's 2020. That is just crazy to me. And it has been a really long time since I have recorded a podcast. And life feels like it's in a better place where I'm able to record on a regular basis. So I thought that this was a perfect time to relaunch while you were folding. Um, So let's see. Since last time I recorded, our last episode was episode 47, and that was called Wholehearted Parenting. That was just a recorded talk that I gave back in November with a group of women from a Seward Mops group, Mothers of Preschool Children, and I was talking about things that I've been working on in my own heart to help me in my motherhood, talking about things like fear in parenting, and that it's normal, but that it looks really different for each of us, and I talked about some strategies for moving through a fear response, and inviting Christ in, and our friends and husbands into all of those things. Um, And I hope that it's helpful. I got a lot of great feedback from several of you saying that you really enjoyed it and more than anything that you identified with what I was talking about. So I hope that that was hopefully helpful for each of you. If you haven't listened to it, go back to listen to episode 47 and it's called Wholehearted Parenting. Um, Before I launch into today's topic, I thought I would just give a quick update on my plans for the podcast as well as what I've been up to. So as far as the podcast goes, I am hoping to resume a weekly episode releasing a new show every Wednesday, and I might occasionally have a guest come on, but because of scheduling and it being a little bit more difficult to have a guest. It'll probably mostly be me on the podcast. The episodes are going to be shorter, but I'm going to focus on consistency in getting episodes out, not having things be super polished just to keep up production. I'll keep the quality and the content as high as I possibly can, but I'm not going to worry too much about editing out any of my ums or whatever. <laughs> It'll be imperfect, but I hope to get an episode out to you every Wednesday. So that's my goal going into the new year. I would love to do a really quick recap of what I've been up to around here. So um, I created a quick laundry list of things. Let's see. So I released a last episode back in November. So since then, we hosted Thanksgiving on my side of the family, and those of you might who've been listening for a while, you might, might remember I'm the fifth of six kids, and so we had, I think, 32 of us at my house, and it was so awesome. We had a great time, and Thanksgiving is hands down my favorite holiday because it's all about the food. And my birthday typically is during Thanksgiving week. And Philip surprised me with a fun weekend getaway. We went to Omaha and we got to stay at a beautiful hotel. And we ate dinner at my favorite restaurant, The Grey Plume, and we got to see a Christmas Carol. And the next day we went to brunch and we got to see the Jocelyn Art Museum. So it was a fun little less than 24-hour quick getaway. Huge props to our awesome babysitter, Jessica. She did a great job with the kids. Um, And Advent this year was very quiet. It was very slow and dark and great because we tried to keep our calendar really quiet during Advent. And While I did not do a great job with my daily prayer time, especially once the school-age kids were home on their Christmas vacation, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely tend to allow whatever is going on with the kids to dictate whatever is going on with my prayer life, and I did not do a great job during the kids' Christmas vacation of keeping up with my daily devotional for Advent, so... That's definitely something that I'm getting back into now that we're back in the swing of things, back to our regular routine. But when we have a schedule shift, I really struggle with that. So that's something I'm hoping to get better at in the new year. But I'm not going to kick myself about that too hard because I definitely still checked in with God and continued our ongoing conversation, but I did not do a great job carving out specific prayer time. But we stuck with our Jesse tree and had beautiful family prayer each day. And we had, you guys, we had this amazing parish family holy hour that I helped to organize. And I wanted to keep the bar really low since it was the first time our parish did it. But our awesome pastor was so supportive about getting it off the ground. And we had so many young families come little babies in their pajamas. And it was just our family members from the parish joining together to adore our Lord in the real presence of the Eucharist. And we all gathered together. We stuck around for a little reception afterward for some cookies and apple cider. And it was really cool. So we hope to do another one of those in Lent. But other than that, we didn't really have too much going on. Things got a little bit crazy like they always do as the kids finished up their academic academic semester with like the Christmas program and all that big stuff, but otherwise things were really quiet and it was beautiful. And I've been trying to take the attitude that you don't have to do all the stuff before Christmas Day for it to count. And to really embrace the attitude that Christmas begins on the 25th and goes on 12 days from there. So when things were coming up and um, different opportunities for things that we could do approached, Philip and I took the attitude of let's do it after the 25th. So there was this really awesome event called, I think it was called Lights at the Zoo. Our children's zoo, which is amazing, by the way, they had... Uh, The local lighting company put on this beautiful Christmas lights show and everyone got some free 3D glasses that they got to put on and you could ride the train and go throughout the entire zoo, which was lit up with these beautiful Christmas lights. And it was so gorgeous. We have had an unseasonally warm winter And so we had our jackets on and just slowly wandered around the zoo, looking at these Christmas lights, sipping hot cocoa. They had a s'mores station set up, but we did all of it on December 26th, which was perfect because it was not nearly as crowded as I'm guessing it was before Christmas. And the weather was amazing and the kids had a great time and we weren't exhausted and felt crazy because of everything leading up to Christmas. It felt so much more leisurely. So that was awesome. I definitely encourage all of you to think about ways that you can extend out the Christmas season or just embrace that it begins on the 25th instead of feeling like you have to do all the things before. So maybe if you, (coughs) excuse me, Maybe if you weren't able to do all of your Christmas baking before Christmas Day, maybe think about doing it the week of Christmas after the 25th next year. Or maybe you like doing gingerbread houses or a special gift exchange with friends or whatever it might be. Just think about extending it out. Um, And also, the other reason why Christmas was so great this year was because last year was so Rotten. All of us, except for my husband, came down with the flu last year. And I was at the time, at the beginning of my third trimester, and I was so sick. I was dead to the world. And this year, we were all relatively healthy. And Christmas has never been so wonderful because last year was so awful. And we really tried to scale back the kids' presents. We did four gifts, and we did different categories. I know I've heard people do something they want, something they need, something to wear, and something to read. So we kind of riffed on that a little bit, and our four categories that we came up with were a book, an activity, something educational, and something just for fun. And those four categories worked out really well for us, and it helped the gifts to feel way less overwhelming. Uh, So the kids really enjoyed that, and we, um, with the way our family's schedules worked out this year, we got to have Christmas Day at home in our pajamas, just opening presents. Oh, Monty. Here's my dog, Monty. He wants to be on the show. Um... And the other reason why Christmas was redeemed this year was because we surprised the kids and we got to have a fun trip to San Diego. Last year, we were supposed to go to Phoenix and then we all got the flu. And so we decided to finally go on a family vacation for the first time in two years. And we took the kids to San Diego and that was their first time seeing the ocean and it was so much fun. We had created a short list of all the things that we wanted to do and go to while we were there. But once we got there, the kids absolutely fell in love with the ocean and they did not want to leave. And the house that we were renting was right on the beach. And so we said, you know what? We don't have an ocean Back in Nebraska, we have an awesome zoo in Omaha. So we skipped the San Diego Zoo. We skipped a bunch of other things. We did a couple of excursions, but otherwise we were at the house, staying on the beach, taking breaks for naps and meals. And that was about it. And it was so great. And the kids had a great time and they came back and they were still rested from the trip. And we had our last weekend before the kids went back to school. So we had a couple of days for re-entry, which was great. But yeah, so that's, that's the update of what's new around here. So I was laughing so hard this morning I was listening to the Abiding Together podcast, and if you have not listened to that show before, I will put a link to that in the show notes. That is one of my very favorite podcasts. It has sister Miriam James Heidland and Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger, and the three of them get together, talk about faith and friendship and things that are on their hearts, And when I listened to their episode this morning, I was cracking up because they talked about the exact same thing that I planned to talk about today. So I might look like a copycat, but I don't care because they're super cool. So um, they were talking about their word of the year. Monty, what's wrong? Do you want to sit with me? Monty's at my feet and he keeps whining, but he was in my lap and he was whining. He is still recovering from us being out of town all of last week, and he is just desperate for attention. So I apologize if you can hear him whining here in the background. Okay, so back to talking about a word of the year. The whole idea of choosing a word of the year is that the word is supposed to help you focus on whatever your goals and plans for the year are around the key word to help keep you on track. So maybe if you are, I don't know, (laughs) maybe you want to read 50 books in the new year. So you maybe your word would be read. That's a really (laughs) not a very good example, but you get the idea. So um, Jen Fulweiler, she's been doing this for a couple of years now. She has a really cool online word of the year generator, and I'll link to that in the show notes She also has a great patron saint of the year generator. The whole idea is that you choose a saint who is going to be like your holy hero from heaven cheering you on. Um, So I chose both a word of the year and a patron saint of the year. So I thought I would just share about those today. My word of the year is home. And I have a million different reasons why I chose that word. Okay, there goes Monty. We'll see what he thinks about being on the ground again. Monty, what's wrong? Do you need to go upstairs? Here. He just cannot decide what he needs in his life. Okay, so... Here's what I'm talking about with my podcast, Being Imperfect... So my word is home, and I thought this year I want to focus on continuing to keep our calendar commitments as minimal as possible and to keep our family physically here at our home as much as I can. And in addition to that, I want to make our current home as functional And to love living in the physical space as much as I can. And we've already been doing a couple of things at the house to make us love the physical home as much as we can. Like we turned the dining room and formal living room into a multi-purpose room. Where the kids have all of these craft things in these awesome cabinets that we had built. And it has been awesome. So I'm trying to figure out ways to make our home even more functional and to make it feel cozy. And the other reason why I chose the word home is because we have some really exciting news. Our family found 20 acres of gorgeous, gently rolling land. And it's just five minutes away from where we live now and it's out in the country, and it's beautiful, and we closed on the land the day we left for San Diego. So I have been keeping this little secret for a really long time, and it feels so good to finally share that we are moving out to the country, and we have purchased this land, 20 acres, And we are going to be building a home out there. And we are so excited about it. We are nearing the end of the design process for the plans for the house. And we will hopefully get to start construction sometime, I'll conservatively say, sometime this spring. And we'll probably move um, end of the fall or early winter at the end of the year. So it's just kind of... This crazy, awesome new adventure that we have. We love the home that we're in right now. But um, last spring, we talked with our friend who's a realtor, just sharing with him our dream about wanting to someday move out to the country. And it was really important to us to get to stay in our parish that we're in now. And unlike a lot of areas around the country, our city has very strictly enforced um, parish boundaries. So you have to live within the boundaries of your parish in order to attend that parish. So because we love St. Joseph's so much, we wanted to make sure that we got to stay within our parish boundaries. And this piece of land came on the market and it was too perfect to pass up. So we decided that our plan to maybe move in seven or eight years just moved up (laughs) really quickly. And we are super excited about it to have the wide open spaces and the ability to open the door and let the kids roam free without having to be hyper vigilant about where they are. And they love nature. They love being outside and exploring. And I'm so looking forward to the just the quiet, and looking outside and only seeing space and nature, and to have our home feel like a retreat. So we are really excited about moving out to the country, and this year, choosing the word of the year, home, um, I want to really focus and be diligent on figuring out Not only what our style is, and please help me to figure out what my style is because that's something that I've never taken the time to figure out, but to figure out how we want to actually use the different parts of our physical home and our priorities of the things that are most important to us to have in a home and to really take the design process seriously and to make sure that we're making the right decisions for our family. So a lot of it has to do with the physical home that we're in now, trying to make it feel homey, but also taking the time to make sure that the home that we're building will really meet our family's needs. So it's this crazy adventure. I know I'm going to have a lot of thoughts on it moving into the new year recording podcast episodes the other component that I'm thinking about this year with the word home is trying to get more disciplined, getting, I, I've i been better at this at different parts of our lives, um, but getting back to the idea of a mother's rule of life, that in the monastic communities, um, there's this idea of a rule where you're able to draw on these principles, these rules (laughs) that, um, I don't want to say dictate, but help to determine the flow of your day and how things operate. So taking that into the context of family life, just trying to figure out for myself as a wife and mother, how the day-to-day flow of our life will go. Um, so I'm rereading Holly Pierlow's book. It's called A Mother's Rule of Life. And I'll link to that in the show notes. The book, people either seem to love it or hate it. And I read it when I was a brand new mom. And I want to revisit it right now. Because now that we have five kids, I've been doing the mom thing for almost 10 years, I have a much better idea of my style and what works for us and what doesn't. And so it's a lot easier for me to read a more prescript- prescriptive book like that right now, because I know who we are and what will and what won't, won't work for us. And to be able to pick and choose comfortably instead of feeling like, oh, well, I'm really overwhelmed by this and I need to do it exactly the way she says it. Um, but I really want to just take stock of where we are as a family To reevaluate our routines and our rhythms, what's working and what's not, and to see how another mom is doing it. That mom, she is a homeschooling mother of five, and I think she lives in Canada. So there's things about it that do and don't apply to our family. The other book that I'm rereading this year is called The Little Oratory, and I'll link to that one in the show notes too. That one is about creating a prayer space. In your family's home, and building an actual physical area of your home that's dedicated to drawing your family closer to prayer. The other book I'm looking at reading for the year is called Theology of Home, and this is one I have not read yet. It's brand new, and hopefully, some of you have read it before and can tell me what you think of it. But it looks beautiful, and it talks about how we can use our physical home to help get our family to the father's home. So I really look forward to reading that one. I have a lot of thoughts about all of that. I feel like I'm just scratching the surface, but that's it for my word of the year. Um, As for my saint of the year, I've been praying about it and I have landed on Saint Anne. Saint Anne was Mary's mother. And I love Saint Anne because she is just the ultimate quiet hero, heroine, I should say. She, we don't have a word from her in sacred scripture. We know about her through sacred tradition. And um, I chose her to help keep me focused on my goals and prayer intentions revolving around the home and what I want our home life to look like. And just for fun, I popped onto Jen Fullweiler's Saint of the Year generator. I had already chosen Saint Anne to be my Saint of the Year, but I clicked on it just to see what would come up. And I laughed out loud when I did it because it landed on Saint Joachim. And Saint Joachim is Saint Anne's husband. And I just love (laughs) that Jen Fullweiler's Saint of the Year generator chose him because I think both of them are perfect patron saints for me for the year. And they happen to have the same feast day because they're husband and wife. And I did a little bit of research before I pushed record for this episode. And franciscanmedia.org does a really great saint of the day recap. And for St. Anne and St. Joachim, they had this great quote that I wanted to share. It says, Joachim and Anne, whether these are their real names or not, represent that entire quiet series of generations who faithfully perform their duties, practice their faith, and establish an atmosphere for the coming of the Messiah, but remain obscure. So that, I think that that speaks to exactly why I chose them. That there is so much about the work of motherhood that remains unseen to the rest of the world. St. Anne, she's the patron saint of mothers and women in labor. And St. Joachim is the patron saint of grandparents. And as a mom, especially as a stay-at-home mom, most of my work is going to remain unseen to the world. And it makes me reflect about what I want my legacy of motherhood to be. And I think St. Anne and St. Joachim their quiet example, raising the mother of God. I mean, they must have been amazing people. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I love that Jen Folweiler's Saint of the Year generator came up with Saint Joachim for me after I had chosen Saint Anne. And I look forward to continuing to pray on my word of the year and my patron saints of the year. That's all that I have for this week. I know I have lots more to share next time, but I'm going to leave it at that for now. And I want to hear from you. I want you to join in on this conversation. First of all, can any of you help me to figure out what my style is for home decorating? If you can point me to any resources, websites, books, blogs, places where I can start to figure this out, I would love that. (laughs) And if you have any books on the topic, you know that books are my love language. Help me to figure out how to get my physical home to meet my family's needs and to figure out what our big picture goals are. And the other thing I want to know if maybe you're trying to figure out your family's rule of life. If it's time for you to start to take stock of things and how you're trying to make sure your physical home is helping your family to draw closer to one another and to God. And the last thing I want to hear about is if you have chosen a word of the year or a patron saint of the year. And if you can't choose just one saint, you could do something called, I've done this before, a saint board of directors, where you choose a couple of saints that help to guide you for the year. So let me know. I want to hear your answers to all of those questions. As always, you can email me at podcast at You can find me on Facebook or Instagram Or my favorite, you can send me a voicemail on Voxer, the free walkie-talkie app. Just search for Catherine Boucher. If you liked the show, please share it with a friend. I have a link in the show notes that shows you how to do that. That'll just help the show to get in front of as many listeners as possible. But that's it for this week. Until next time, don't be afraid to begin again and share what you heard while you were folding.